Welcome to another Bunta Vista bonus episode. It's late in the evening, you've had a few glasses of Pinot Noir, and you're here swiping away on Tinder. You're looking for a little romance, a little intimacy, and you've set your parameters to white men between the ages of 25 and 40. That's what we call the podcaster zone. You pause for a second because you've spotted a very masculine looking man. He's a bearded guy who looks like he probably smokes his own meats, enjoys a nice local Canberra beer, perhaps he even has some woodworking knowledge. Andrew, are you up? Uh, I am up. My wife's asleep though, so I am ready to chat. You know? <laughs> Great. Ready to do some impromptu sexing with uh, strange women on the internet. That is what I love to hear on this app. <laughs> but um, you do want to keep your options open, so you keep on swiping. You stumble across the image of a shirtless guy. He's taking a selfie in the gym mirror just in front of the squat rack. It's very unclear why he's posted this as his main picture. Because his profile is just a list of bloodborne enemies he claims to have defeated. <laughs> Theo, what that mouth do? All right, so <laughs> there's video evidence of me actually defeating them, so let's get that out there <laughs> straight away. Um, second of all, I think I have to be very clear on my profile. Uh, that guy in those ads that say, uh, try not to come, that's me, and I take that very seriously, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boy. Uh, finally, you come across what you've been looking for. This guy might be the one. He's tall. He's wearing shorts. He's got that Queensland look about him. It's Ben McClay from your favorite Bunta Vista podcast, and it's a match. You think to yourself, God, could I truly be so lucky? Has the deity Eros truly blessed me with the perfect Bigfoot spotting partner? Or am I being catfished by an imposter claiming to be such a beloved and famous podcast celebrity? <clears throat> Ben, is that really you? <laughs> yes, it is. Oh. Oh. Sound just like him. That's the yeah. sound of Queensland. Mm. Yeah. I'm from Queensland. <laughs> Bloody hell. And you guys should have seen where the water level was at. You guys should have seen where it was at. Is that up there? See that building? That's where it was. A little plaque up there. <laughs> That's it. You are being catfished, and we have comedian Ben Russell on here with us because we've got to have a Ben. So, yeah. welcome to the show, other Ben. It is a pleasure and an honor to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Well, thank Make you for coming. Uh, ben Ben has taken himself on holiday. He didn't ask anybody's permission. Mm. Very rude. Mm. Didn't put in any of the forms. That's disgusting. Hasn't put an entry in the shared leave calendar that all yeah, professional right. podcasts have. <laughs> yes. Uh, so he did, however, make the effort to make sure there was a Ben on deck at all times. We have a one Ben minimum on the mm -hmm. podcast. Mm, that's right. So it was very kind of him. So basically, uh, Ben is going to join us and sit in and just be the Ben on the show for the week. Right? Yeah, it's great. I was so uh, excited. Like uh, so many people out there, when Ben slid into my DMs. Mm. Mm. And it was just such a wonderful time. A common experience for most Australians. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> at some point in your life, I just knew that I'd finally become um, an adult man, a m member of the club that is the human race. Mm. That's what's up. That's yeah. what's up. <laughs> That's what's up. <laughs> so, uh, Ben, are you, are you married? Are you with child? Or anything? 
I'm neither married nor with child. However, I am engaged to be wed. Oh, that's very mm. exciting. That's a fun Thank time. Thank you. Thank you uh, so, so, much. <laughs> so I guess if you are if you're engaged, I'm going to assume that this has happened sometime within the last, say, twelve to twenty-four months, unless you oh, have no. one of those like upsettingly long engagements going on. Uh, oh no, she doesn't even know that we're engaged. We've never <laughs> met. <laughs> but spring no. on her on the day. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, no, we, I've been married. How long? I'm not married. Engaged <laughs> for a little over a year now. Yeah, is it actually? I think almost two years. Okay, so does that mean that you have had experience with dating apps before this point? It. Uh, because I lived in Chicago for before I was here and I was with my partner. I was in Chicago and the only dating app that I had used is OkCupid. Was that a, I was, like an app wow. or a website? Though. That was a website. A that was a website. Yep. Okay. <laughs> everyone used it in the US where I was. So I, I just got on it. And then um, Tinder came into the picture, but I pretty much met my partner in that sort of window. And OkCupid okay, never worked, so I hated it. Mm-hmm. Some dates that I've done, I was just like, nah, this is yep. awful. And um, so, yeah, I just I was lucky enough that I kind of just, just as Tinder was rearing its horny little uh, <laughs> bright pink head. Filthy, filthy app. Filthy little head. I, uh, I, I got away, which was nice because I can't imagine what it's like out there. Yeah, because this is this is kind of a recurring subject on the shows that uh, me and Theo, both uh, both married and both sort of met our uh, wives like before this was. Yeah, this was. I'm so the, grateful. I don't think like. my little oh. heart could take it. it just <laughs> no. burst from anxiety. I, I was on looks... OK Cupid back in the day, and this weird thing coincidence, I think, where I would message someone, being like, "Hey, what's uh, what's going on? Do you like?" Uh, the prog rock band Ocean Size, and they just delete their account. <laughs> and I could only assume that, like, it's just a, a weird, like, timing thing that would happen every time. Mm. Um, it's probably not you. Never worked for me. Yeah. No, that's right. No, that's purely <laughs> a coincidence. All right. So, in that case, Lucy, it yeah. falls to you to explain to me. Yeah, resident pervert. <laughs> what am I explaining? Uh, I, I assume that you are the person with the closest things and knowledge of what Bumble is. Oh, I've never used it because that's one of the newer ones. As far as I understand it, Bumble is like women have to message you first. That's the difference. Okay. I thought it was like a vaguely, vaguely like uh, job related, like vaguely professional sort of. For some reason, I don't know why I had this impression. I thought it was kind of like, like. Uh, LinkedIn? Li- LinkedIn? LinkedIn? Yeah. <laughs> LinkedIn. I think that's just LinkedIn. Although, yeah, God knows people do. Your be goal is to fuck LinkedIn. on LinkedIn. Yeah. yeah. People do be trying to get laid on LinkedIn. Yeah. I mean, they there's do a be. lot of horny realtors out mm. there. Oh, yeah. I've seen, I've seen porn. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because somebody has had an unfortunate situation on the app. recently and what you've just told me actually makes this story more confounding than it it already was so um you want to explain this guy to us lucy oh do i want to explain adam brooks mp 
So I don't know who this guy is. I'm just he's a, he's a former MP, right? Former he, MP. Uh, he's a former MP because he already had to quit due to a bunch of like scandals around like I don't know dodgy real estate stuff or something like that. Mm, something cool guy like that. already. But this... My senses are saying that he's a liberal candidate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Very intuitive. <laughs> so this headline from the ABC is just uh, fantastic. Second woman accuses Tasmanian liberal candidate Adam Brooks of pretending to be Terry on a dating app. <laughs> Uh, so, a second woman has accused Tasmanian liberal Adam Brooks of pretending he was an engineer named Terry during a months-long relationship. The I wom- picked engineer. It's a, yeah, it's strange. It's mm. not really a sexy career. Like, if you're going to catfish, you're going to be like, I'm a pilot or I'm a firefighter, you know? I mean, it depends <laughs> what kind of engineer, I guess. Yeah, I mean, That's I became true. an engineer so I could stop having sex. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. uh, Lucy, Lucy, you went to you went to pilot very quickly then for your catfishing. <laughs> for my sexy career. <laughs> anything. Could be a pilot, could be a... <laughs> could be an uh, aircraft maintenance engineer. <laughs> mm. Could be an air traffic Amateur controller. pilot. <laughs> what about an aircraft engineer? Ooh. Maybe, maybe he that's is. pretty sexy. Okay, that is very sexy. <laughs> so the woman who lives in Melbourne but is asked not to be identified—I wouldn't want to be identified either—met Mr. Brooks on dating app Bumble in December 2019. They spoke mostly via messages and phone calls because of coronavirus restrictions. She believed he lived in Brisbane, looking after his sick father but grew up and studied at a university in Melbourne. Nice detail to drop in. <laughs> yeah, mm. nice I'm very, detail. I'm very charitable. Yeah, looking after, my, looking after my uncle, who's a model, by the way. <laughs> mm, we, could, we can't meet. I've got to go and pick up my dad's diarrhea medicine. <laughs> so sorry. Uh, in reality, the Northwest businessman is a former Tasmanian mining minister who told the p- parliament in his inaugural speech he did not go to university. Weird thing to lie about, but I guess go all the way. Uh, he described himself on Bumble as someone who was fit, adventurous, and loved to travel. So does everyone. Uh, I'm really uncomfortable online, haven't been on a date, and have been shocked by even some of the things sent to me, he said in one message to the woman seen by the ABC. Seriously, there are some weirdos out there. <laughs> <laughs> That's great red herring. Really? I like that. Throw I just off the trail. Love he, so the thing that like I find immediately amazing is he hasn't even changed his surname. He said that his name is Terry Brooks. Well, there's, there's going to be a lot of Brooks out there, you know? I guess yeah. so. It's like, can't be my real name. I'll go with Terry. Really sexy name. <laughs> Sorry to any Terrys out there. Uh, <laughs> the woman said there were times before they met in person that she was worried he was not who he said he was, including when his location on Bumble did not match where he said he was. But he told her his daughter's friend sometimes used his account. Mm. Uh, okay. Very sometimes weird Sometimes I'm a 14-year-old girl as well. I hope that <laughs> clears yeah. everything up. <laughs> yeah, so, I think we've all got a little 14-year-old girl in us, you know. <laughs> That's right. Wait, that came out wrong. Mm. We all uh... <laughs> no, we got you. No, <laughs> we all we all uh, let uh, let our teenage daughter uh, use our dating app account. Daughter's friend. Oh, sorry, daughter's sorry. friend. Don't uh, worry. Yeah, that's even more normal. Um, yeah, you don't want it to be that. weird. So instead, give your dating app profile to somebody else's teenage daughter, who also lives him, in Tasmania. Let them go nuts. You know. 
Yeah, on my Terry uh, dating profile. Yeah, I don't live in Tasmania. I just, I courier my phone down to her and mm. she just has some fun on Bumble. Yeah. Uh, and then she shoots that thing right back to me. Yeah, I think super it's normal stuff. Nice. It's like a sleepless in Seattle mm. type thing. <laughs> you know, I think that's what, yeah. that's what he's going for with that. I watched that so. movie again recently and they, they just don't meet for that whole movie, do they? No. Mm. Like, yeah. Meg Ryan just listens to the radio and goes, I'm in love with this guy now. Yeah. That's what people do when they listen to our podcast, I assume, right? Yeah, <laughs> probably. <laughs> They're all listening to Lucy and going, I could fix her. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Oh, well, they also had a video call, which helped ease her fears, obviously, because he looks the same. He used his real pictures, um... Good for him, I suppose. I'm not going to body shame, but I don't feel like... I feel like if you're going to catfish, I would not use my pictures as Adam Brooks MP, just personally. If you're at home, feel free to feel free to have a little Google. But but the, the first lady, she was also in the media saying, hey, this mm. guy. And there were pictures of them together. Yeah, well, and I they think had like her face, that. her face blurred out. So he was, he was getting dates out of it. He was getting dates out of it, and good for him. Hmm. Um, so they met in person in December last year. People said get some identification to see who he is, and he showed me a Queensland driver's license. The woman said, hmm. "It was a temporary one, so it didn't have a photograph." Hmm. Mm. Uh, then he showed me a business card. You can just get well, those you printed can't just, anytime that you, you can't like. just get a business card from anywhere. Can't just fake a business card, right? Yeah. No. The no, woman no. said parts of his story, to her credit, she's really, she's gone into this. The woman said parts of his story did not add up, so she checked a register of structural engineers. <laughs> Is that a what? thing? A register wow. of structural engineers? <laughs> and like, could not find a Terry Richard Brooks. I would not have yeah, thought oh, to. Maybe I would. I don't like I if my friend was, was like. Engineer registry. Me either. It's weird. Ah, uh, she eventually yeah, when, searched when, online. When you when you mm. move into a neighborhood, you have to go around to all the other houses. <laughs> I'm an engineer. Just so you know, I'm an engineer. I'm on a list. <laughs> you can't live near a bridge. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, this guy's so stupid. She eventually searched online for his daughter's names. Obviously, he used the real ones and found a 2014 article celebrating his re-election to Tasmania's parliament. So he can't used... believe his his story, his beautifully constructed story, just <laughs> fell over when he used his own real name and also his daughter's real name, and she also had his real last name. <laughs> mm. Good uh, if you're catfishing, why not just not have kids? Why not make up a whole new sexy story? He's it's already just a sexy baffling. engineer. It's just it is, weird behaviour. It's disturbing that an um, ex-minister from mining would be this bad at planning. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. He should lose his job for he, many reasons. He has. <laughs> Hasn't he? He should. Well, hold so. on. We'll get, we'll get to that in one second. Uh, the photograph of a driver's license Mr. Brooks sent to his Sydney girlfriend to prove his identity is subject to an investigation from Victoria's Transport Department. Pretty so, sure it's illegal to do that. Yeah. Mm. So the the follow up to this is that um, because there is the ele- there was the election going down there, the Tasmanian Premier Peter Gutwein has stood by the former mining minister, 
Uh-huh. A, a day before the election, he said it could have been a case of someone using Brooks's photos on a dating site because uh-huh. he is a, quote, good-looking guy. Come on. This is the funniest bit. <laughs> ben, can you, um, can you just look uh, for a photo of... Uh, Adam Brooks Adam MP. Adam Brooks MP. Because if you look for Adam Brooks without the MP, you get a whole different guy. A more interesting guy. Adam Brooks MP. Listen. First impression? Not a good guy. Yeah. <laughs> He's not Is a he ten. a good looking guy though? Um, I think he could be if like he had a makeover. Okay. He's a good makeover, you know, like actually looked after himself, did a little mm-hmm. bit of exercise, got a better haircut. Mm-hmm. Got a suit that fit. Had the queer eye experience. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Got, got some lips. Got the John got... Woo face swapping surgery. Yeah, he needs a pair of lips badly. Uh, yeah, not not the not the best looking guy in the world. Not um, someone you would use their photos to catfish. No. So the idea of somebody else taking his photos, making profiles and conducting multiple relationships is quite funny to me yeah the confidence is wild Mm, i'm jealous yeah Yeah. i would love to believe in myself that much yeah (laughs) i'm jealous (laughs) i gotta spread all this around god maybe he just wanted to be humble Maybe he just wanted a woman to love him for the man that he is and not for the glamour of being a Tasmanian MP, well, you know? That's true. I'm just confused as to what the end game is for that sort of thing, you know? Like, <laughs> I don't know. For a lot of catfishing people, it's to get money out of it. But it wasn't money, you know? It was just... Just love. Just, just love, a... but at some point she's going to realise that you're not an engineer and you're a member of parliament... <laughs> <laughs> for Tasmania looking after mining in their state. I just don't... I well, They don't tell you anywhere whether or not he is still married, considering that he has, yeah. has daughters. Unclear on that one. I'm assuming not, otherwise that would be more scandalous, right? <laughs> I'm looking at his Wikipedia entry. Oh, yeah? And it says, uh, Adam Brooks, Minister for Racing, Minister for Mining, Minister for Building and Construction, in office until June 2016... Uh, preceded by, succeeded by, born April 1975, spouses, multiple. Mm. <laughs> multiple? That's, is that what it says on it Wikipedia? Says, it says spouse uh, and then S in parentheses, spouse or spouses. Then the entry says multiple. So That's like when you're looking up the band members for Polyphonic Spree or something and they have to split <laughs> it off to its own page. It's just like, oh, that's you don't want to get into that right here. Is he a Mormon? Is he polygamous? To my knowledge. Yeah. To my knowledge. I don't know if there's many Mormons in public office in Australia. You'd Let's not. change that, guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's change that. Let's get some Mormons in there. <laughs> get some Mormons in there. Who could say? Well, from a story about uh, an MP who looks like he has not gone hungry in a while, to a story oh. about a Frenchman <laughs> who's apparently very hungry. I don't Thank know what this is. Hungry Theo, Frenchman. Thank you so much for that beautiful segue, Andrew. Um, this was something that I was like kicking around for the Theo Files, which is um, Ben, that's a, uh, that's a spin-off um, podcast that you and I do uh, every so often. You know, you know the one. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> where, where we talk, talk through stuff. So have you guys ever heard of a, of a, 
a little old Frenchman by the name of Terrare. No. No. That if I have only I name? That's his that's his whole name, mononym He's like, like share. Oh, exactly. Mm. Um which is great because uh, we're going to have a good time. This one, um, this one goes out to the guy on um, Twitter who got really mad at Andrew um, making fun of the Swedish language. Uh, this is a <laughs> Swedish guy, and he's like, "Oh, uh, why don't you read out an entire Wikipedia article verbatim uh, then?" And uh, hey, buddy, I will. Uh, but before we do, um, don't tell I- this guy about the Muppets; he'll hate it. <laughs> 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 it's hate uh, speech. <laughs> uh, before before we get started, though, um, I feel like we we need to start our French engines, our Frenchens. Um Andrew, Frenchy. with the, with the hon hon hons and so on. Andrew, can you start us off? <laughs> Beautiful, oh, lovely. Um, <laughs> ben, have you got a have you got a uh, a French character that you've been kicking around in your in your head for a while? <laughs> <laughs> it is this a character to you? You disgust me. Huh? <laughs> it is disgusting. <laughs> you sit there in your house with your sliding door and your plants in the corner. <laughs> you are now saying your life is meaningless. Huh? Beautiful. And that is disgusting <laughs> to me, yes. <laughs> Lucy, do you have a French, a French? No, I've got nothing. I can't Beautiful. I can't, I can't do accents <laughs> either. All right. So um, I'll try and blast through this because usually we go way over time anyway. So <laughs> I'm sure you've got a... Well, I mean, you don't have children or anything. So no. I, I've got a child to avoid right now. So <laughs> <laughs> let's kick this out. So uh, Terare uh, was born in France around 1772 in Lyon. Uh, his date of birth is unrecorded. We don't know whether Terare was his real name or a nickname. As a child, mm. he had a huge appetite and by his teens could eat a quarter of a bullock, weighing almost as much as Terare himself in a single day. Uh, by this time, his parents could not provide for him and had forced him to leave home. Uh, don't blame get them. The get the fuck out. Get out of here, you fuck. <laughs> you are eating us out of house and home, literally. Uh, so, enough caviar. So he then toured the country with a roaming band of thieves and prostitutes, begging and stealing for food before gaining employment as a warm-up act to a travelling charlatan. Uh, couldn't get... <laughs> Top billing, oh, second to a charlatan. <laughs> I miss the days of traveling charlatans. God, we we should bring this back. Hmm. I mean, I assume they're all traveling because everybody gets sufficiently mad about the charlatan stuff. <laughs> yeah, <that's> <laughs> <right>. <laughs> you gotta you gotta blow town. <laughs> yeah. That is true. It's a lonely life, the life of a charlatan. Um, so he would draw a crowd by eating corks, stones, and live animals, and by swallowing an <laughs> entire basket full of apples one after another. Whoa. Uh, uh, he would eat ravenously Does... and was particularly fond of snake meat. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a put those eyebrows down, Ben, because we got we got a long way to go. <laughs> P- particularly fond of snake meat is such an yeah. it's always sunny in Philadelphia <laughs> kind <Snake> of yeah. <laughs> yes. What Charlie snake would be meat. eating in the attic, you know. Has anyone had snake meat? Uh, no. I, I haven't. You could have. I think about it. You could have, and you wouldn't. Yeah, you even could have. No, oh, I, reckon. I, I would. I'd be, I'd be in on it. I, I reckon you would. I reckon I could have eaten. I reckon I could have eaten snake meat at I any think, point in my life. You know, I, I think snake would just be like fish. Personally, you reckon? I've had well, gator. Gator's yeah, cro- pretty good. Crocodile just. I assume like it's fish. like that. Crocodile's Apparently, just like a big fish fillet. Mm. It smells a little, like, smells a little like fish sort of has a texture of beef but tastes like chicken 
That That's, sounds right. It's the perfect yeah. all-rounder mm. right there. No wonder mm. he loves it so much. Yeah. Um, so then in 1788, <laughs> he moved to Paris, Gay Paris, uh, to work as a street <laughs> performer. Um, so uh, he was successful at this, but on the one occasion the act went wrong. He suffered severe intestinal obstruction. Mm. Uh, so they took him to the hospital uh, where he was treated with powerful laxatives, uh, made full recovery, <laughs> and then offered to demonstrate his act by eating his surgeon's watch and chain. Uh, the surgeon, unimpressed by the offer, uh, warned him t- if he did so, he would cut Terrari open to recover the items. Imagine you've just bought like a the the seventeen seventy seventy eighty eight version of a Rolex or something, and this motherfucker is like, "Hey, you want me to eat that for you, real quick?" <laughs> just constantly, are you uh, yeah hey, looking at your watch? You gonna eat that? You gonna eat that? <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, so uh, despite all this, he was slim of average height. At 17, he weighed only about 45 kilos. Probably got a uh, great metabolism. Uh, same. Uh, he's described <laughs> as having unusually soft, fair hair and an abnormally wide mouth, uh, roughly four inches between his jaws when his mouth was fully extended, uh, with heavily stained teeth uh, on which the lips were almost invisible. So just huge roast on Terrari here. Uh, <laughs> when he'd not eaten, his skin would hang so loosely that he could wrap the folds of skin from his ab- abdomen around his waist. When what? full, his abdomen would distend like a huge balloon. Uh, the skin of his cheeks was wrinkled, hung loosely, and when stretched out, he could <laughs> he could hold 12 eggs or apples in his mouth. What? <laughs> well, hey, like eggs, apples, eggs and apples right? are not the same size. They're not, maybe in... Little crab apples, I little crab apples, yeah. maybe. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, Are you just describing Adam Brooks, MP. <laughs> <laughs> and I will go on. His body was hot to the touch, and he sweated heavily. He constantly <laughs> had a foul body odor. <laughs> he was described as stinking to such a degree that he could not be endured within the distance of twenty paces. <laughs> uh, the smell would get what? noticeably worse <laughs> after he had eaten. <laughs> His eyes and cheeks would become bloodshot. And a oh visible vapor would rise from his body. I think I met this guy at an open mic. <laughs> I I assume like I assume that that we're talking about somebody whose entire practice is just like eating such disgusting quantities of food that he's getting all distended. His body then works overtime to immediately shit it all out. No, we don't know. We don't know. Um, but they do say. <laughs> Well, because if you if you were thin if you were thin and not oh hundred percent not heavy but you also had all here. this stretched mm. abdomen and I, everything look just assume diarrhea is, is involved from start to finish I always do <laughs> <laughs> how, this podcast how long, is no different how long do you think it takes uh, the average person to realize you know the eating competitions like the the Coney Island Nathan's hot dog kind of thing. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. If you sort of see some of those, you go, oh, that's crazy. But if you start getting into like watching the documentaries and stuff and all the people are like, oh, no, I'm not eating this food. I put it inside of me and then I go back to the hotel and I puke out my 60 hot dogs or whatever. Then like it's never making it through them. They just need to stand up and leave the venue. And that's basically it. Yeah, I guess so. I never thought about it like that. But is there you go. It was yeah, today, see, it was today you that you realized. You're really <laughs> ruining competitive eating for me. <laughs> well, it's, you know. My one all, true love. My one <laughs> true passion. Um, all right. So um, after eating, he would belch noisily. His jaws would make sw- swallowing motion. He had chronic <laughs> diarrhea. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> yeah, uh, which was Confirmed. said to be, quote, fetid beyond all conception. <laughs> 
Put that on my tombstone. <laughs> That's. Is there any, like? Do you have a Wikipedia page, Ben? I, uh, right on me. No, I don't think <laughs> I do. You're on IMDb though. Oh, oh, thank you. There you go. I looked you up. Does it just, say anything? Just copy about, and paste. It says this guy's Ben Russell. <laughs> <laughs> that, would, that would be a good bit to copy and paste the entire Terrare Wikipedia entry. <laughs> Find and replace your name with his and then... I've got a Wikipedia account. I'll make, I'll make that happen for you, Ben. I'd love that, actually. That'd be uh, great. All right. And you, uh, have my, you have my permission and my consent to use Terrare. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but he never put on in any weight. Uh, they saw no signs of mental illness, no unusual behavior in him, apart from apparently an apathetic temperament uh, and a complete lack of force and ideas. Uh, <laughs> so, so fit him well on our, Hold on. On our podcast Discord. No, no unusual behavior except for you know all that stuff we just told you about. I think I think they're basically saying this guy makes do with the fact that he eats like a quarter of a cow each day. <laughs> yeah, look, he's just on his grind. Stuff, he seems remarkably stable. Besides remarkably the smell. I'd love to hang out with him. <laughs> the smell sounds pretty bad. Yeah. yeah. Well, if you yeah. stay eleven paces away, you're all good. That's true. You're sorted. Um. So. Uh, he joined the military because he thought, oh, they'll feed him, but uh, they couldn't keep up. Um, he would carry uh, tasks out for other soldiers in um, return for a share of their rations oh, and would scavenge on the dung heap for scraps, uh, mm. but still hungry. Um, he went to the hospital from exhaustion, was granted quadruple rations, still hungry, would scavenge for garbage in gutters and refuse containers, eat the scraps of foods left by other patients. Uh, and here's a here's one that's... Uh, I think get to stick with me for a while. Creep into the apothecary's room to eat the polstices. So, What's that? So they're the like Come they're the, like now, chicken buddy. chicken stuffing that they put into wounds in the <gasps> old days to like suck out oh. the bad humors. This guy's so hungry. Yeah, he's a real <laughs> he's hungry so bitch. Hungry, <laughs> hungry much? <laughs> You don't you don't eat the polstices unless you're pretty hungry. Unless you're pretty hungry. Um, so they couldn't understand what's going on with him. Um, so they ordered him to stay in there uh, to take part in physiological experiments, uh, which again, <laughs> fair call. We got, got to figure out what the fuck is going on with this. All man. right, yeah. well, look, we all know it's vivisection for you, right? Like, there's no. You've got your own thing going on, but you're kind of a freak, and we do have to take you apart piece by piece. Um, so they they kept trying to feed him with these uh they tested his capacity for food. He ate um two large meat pies and so this is one meal, two large meat piles, plates of grease and salt and four gallons of milk uh, immediately fell asleep. They noted his uh, belly became taut and inflated like a large balloon. Immediately uh, got the itis and passed out. So. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you say I could not eat another uh, quarter of a cow. That is just just for the record. That is fifteen liters of milk. <laughs> Four gallons is. He's got some strong bones. <laughs> <laughs> and they're not all his either. Um, so on another occasion, he was presented with a live cat. Uh, oh no! Yeah, oh, sorry about this. Uh, he. Tore it open, drank its blood, oh. and proceeded to eat the entire cat aside from its bones before vomiting up its fur, <laughs> its fur and skin. 
There's a lot going on with this guy here. He sounds like a snake himself. Like <laughs> men will literally eat a live cat instead of going to therapy. <laughs> this is this is the same guy they declared like very mentally stable, right? Very mentally stable. <laughs> Who tore Extremely open the cat normal. And, and drank its blood? Yes, that's right. Okay. Uh very extremely normal. Um so he would eat um, the hospital would give him snakes, lizards, puppies. Um, good God! Uh, all of which were eaten. He you swallowed motherfuckers. Give him another puppy. The the three French people listening to our uh, to our podcast. Uh, I, I don't know. This is very normal for a Frenchman. <laughs> uh, he swallowed an entire eel without chewing. Um, so so there's this. Uh, I'm going to skip this. Uh, <laughs> oh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I'm going I'm to skip very quickly through, but they briefly made him a spy, and they would get him to swallow messages and like go through enemy territory, uh, and then shit the message out at the other side. He was immediately captured, uh, and they're just like, "Well, we'll wait." And they did for like three days, and he shouted out, and apparently it was just like a fake message. Um, to test the whole thing, and they were so mad. She that says, "Don't trust Terare." <laughs> they were so mad, they like beat the shit out of him. Um, they Terare, they made him think that uh, he was going to get hung, and then they threw him back over into France. So, uh, imagine if it was just a job. note that said, "He's your problem now." <laughs> He's your problem. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> enjoy. Uh, who were, who who called him? What country? Uh, Germany. Uh, he was uh, he crossed Prussian lines under the cover of darkness, disguised as a German peasant, but he couldn't speak German. And everyone's like, "Hey, who's this French motherfucker? Who's this new <laughs> French motherfucker? Who's this German guy eating all my live chickens?" Um. <laughs> then so then he's like, "No, that's I'm done with this. This this shit sucks." Um. And he <laughs> left, and then just went straight back to the hospital. Um saying uh, that he would attempt any pure possible cure for his appetite. So this guy, this Dr. Percy, treated him with laudanum without success, uh, wine vinegar, tobacco pills. Uh, they fed him large quantities of soft-boiled eggs. Uh, nothing suppressed his appetite. Um, efforts to keep him on any kind of controlled diet failed. He would sneak out of the hospital to scavenge for offal outside of butchers' shops <laughs> and fight stray dogs for carrion in gutters, alleys, and rubbish heaps. <laughs> Loves eating again, just extremely French. Um, he was and also very mentally stable, <laughs> very <laughs> mentally stable. He was caught several times within the hospital drinking from patients undergoing bloodletting uh, and what attempting to fuck? eat the bodies in the hospital mortuary. That's not cool. That's that is not cool. <laughs> If you get in there before there's a tag on it, it doesn't exist. Okay, guys, who ate my dead body? It had my name on it. (laughs) Everyone's just immediately looking at Terari. What? This gurney just has a skeleton and a belt on it. Um, So other doctors believe that Terari was mentally ill. What? Honestly, (laughs) honestly, if you get through this without becoming a fucking psychopath, more power to you. Well, like, not. Let's say he was sane at the start. Mm. Uh, yeah, exactly. Like, surely going through the experiences of like fighting stray dogs for offal and eating <laughs> dead bodies <laughs> yeah. in the morgue is doing that turns a, you. 
doing a little trauma. Yeah. You know? I had a friend who did that and they were never the same. <laughs> never quite right. <laughs> yeah. James, you okay? <sighs> um, so, so other doctors thought he was mentally ill and pressed for him to be transferred to a lunatic asylum, but Dr. Percy was keen to ex- continue his experiments, and I, I bet he was, uh, and he remained in the military hospital. After some time, a 14-month-old infant disappeared from the hospital and Terari oh, was immediately no. suspected. No, Terari. <laughs> you didn't. <laughs> the forbidden meat. <laughs> <laughs> don't eat a baby. It's it's like once don't you've gotten a, through eel, snake, all that. There's there's no there's no mystery left. This is you have to go all the way to the edge. That's like top ten things you shouldn't eat, right? Yeah. <laughs> I reckon it's pro- no, yeah, I reckon it's at least top five, even. Mm. Yeah, I think so. Um, I'm trying to think of other things that are pushing it out of the top three, and I'm not poison. Yeah. Yep. Although but that like, only hurts you, you know. It's bad for you. It's probably worse yeah, eating still, a baby. You know, it should be legal for me to eat poison. an entire sack of rat sack. Like a bag of ants. <laughs> bag of ants would be pretty bad. Yeah. I assume they're alive. Yeah, yeah they're alive. Um, what else? What else shouldn't you eat? Uh, like plutonium and stuff like that? Like radioactivity stuff? Mm. Yep. Yeah, but, but not exactly a faux pas if you do. Unless they kind of needed that for like little boy or something. I think it's dis- I think it's uh, it would be shameful to eat very rude someone else's plutonium. <laughs> 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 I'm saving that. <laughs> I'm just imagining uh, Terari and Doctor Percy having like a kind of uh, minority uh, labradoodle that keeps <laughs> eating stuff when I'm out of the room. Like you come back, Terari, yeah. and he <laughs> and he's he's looking up at him. The big, big sad eyes. Terrari, like, a, like no. an odd couple thing going on, you know. Yeah. Like, one's a doctor, the other one eats babies. <laughs> <laughs> Don't eat a baby, Terrari. Just different worlds. <laughs> uh, strokes for different folk. <laughs> uh, so basically, that that was the end of it. They they told him to fuck off. Um, oh. Then. A few years later, um, he dragged himself back, bedridden and weak. Um, Terari told Percy that he'd swallowed a golden fork two years earlier. Not the golden fork. He, he told the treasured him. golden fork. <laughs> it's a tale as old as time. <laughs> the man who swallowed the golden fork. Yeah, you can look. I know you've got no shelter for the night. You can sleep in our bar- in our barn. <laughs> uh, you can even fuck my three daughters, but don't. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you do. <laughs> Do not eat the golden fork. Um, so he believed that uh, this was lodged inside him and causing his current weakness. Imagine narrowing it down to that. Of all the things that you've eaten. <laughs> of all things. I think um, the moral of uh, the man who ate the golden fork, that classic uh, fable, is that if you eat a golden fork, it will absolutely tear all of your shit up inside. It will lodge inside you and then you'll die an extremely ironic death. Uh, but no, it was tuberculosis. Oh. <laughs> oh, okay. Wasn't the golden fork after all? <laughs> he did not learn his lesson. Whatsoever. It did not. <laughs> he got away with it all. Got away with it all. Um, so a month later, well, oh. I don't know. How do you feel about uh, exudative diarrhea as far as vis a vis getting away with it all? Whoa, now, that's diarrhea with pus it? in it. Oh, oh wow. Oh. Oh. I don't know about that one. That's yeah, a... so he died. Just in time. He died slightly after that. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> right. Well, he was probably happy to die then. Um, oh, the, right, right when you want to die, plus six hours. Plus six hours. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd the, freak out, I reckon, <laughs> if that happened to me. Yeah, no, you'd be, be upset. You'd be fuming. I'd be fucking <laughs> furious. <laughs> this has ruined my day. <laughs> Uh, All the pus is supposed to stay inside me. Um, (laughs) The corpse rotted quickly. The surgeons of the hospital (laughs) refused to dissect it. No Um, one needs to uh, see what's in there. It's not my problem. Um, The fork fork gets buried with him. uh, But a Dr. Tessier uh, wanting to know how much Terrari differed from uh, from the norm internally. Let's open this old freak up and uh, see what what makes him tick. What's going on in there? Yeah. Uh, but was also Some curious as to there. whether the gold fork was lodged inside him. Sorry. Oh, he was after that fork. <laughs> after that fork. That Couldn't fork go past money. it. Um, the fork so is cursed. <laughs> at the autopsy, uh, his gullet was found to be abnormally wide. So what that mouth do? Uh, and when the <laughs> jaws were opened, surgeons could see down a broad canal into the stomach. Uh, his body was found to be filled with pus. His liver and gallbladder were abnormally large. And his stomach was enormous, covered in ulcers and filling most of his abdominal cavity. The fork wow. was never found. Imagine shitting out a fork and not noticing. <laughs> you got yeah. so much else going on. There's <laughs> probably a lot fork else just in goes there. straight past you. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, uh, I thought that was just a... We're all doing it a bit tough at the yes. moment. What with, what with coronavirus, I don't yeah, know if you guys really have noticed. it's really an uplifting story. It's <laughs> like an X-Files character. <laughs> Very much. Does, yeah. yeah. What is going on with this guy? Uh, Those French bastards. <laughs> yeah, once again, the explanation. Just you're French. <laughs> they Wait. do things differently, I tell you. <laughs> you sure do. <laughs> Hello, it's me, Ben, uh, from this podcast. Merriam-Webster defines a podcast as a program made available in digital format for automatic download over the internet, and that simply could not be more true. If you like what we do and want more of this podcast made available to you in digital format for automatic download over the internet, simply go to patreon.com slash Vista and hit the enormous red button that says subscribe. For five US dollars a month, you get access to our weekly bonus episodes, our entire archive of bonus episodes, our exclusive Discord server, and an RSS feed of both bonus episodes and free episodes that doesn't have these ads in them. That sweet, sweet subscriber cash allows me to do this show full time without having to get a real job, and frankly, that whips to me. The other guys also get some money or whatever, but I don't really care. Anyway, check that out if it sounds good to you. Love you. So, um, from a man who would drink a disgusting barrel full of leper blood to another story about fun stuff in barrels. Uh, this is... Well, I feel a... like you're scraping the bottom of one there, but... I know, I know you've threatened to make us do the... You've threatened to make us do the segues. So. I constantly threaten to make you do the segues. Uh, but instead, we're going to have an edition of The One Thing We Didn't Want to Happen. This is The One Thing We Didn't Want to Happen. Dum, dum. Uh, so, Ben, there is a sketch of yours on YouTube entitled uh, Big Aussie Trash and Treasure. Wonderful yes. watch. Yes. <laughs> it's a very funny sketch, uh, which informs me of the fact that uh, you think the bodies in barrels very rife for comedy. Fair game. <laughs> and, okay. <laughs> yep. Uh, Our Snowton we... ne- uh, metrics are going to be way down this <laughs> week. <laughs> Snowton is one of the best Australian comedies of all time. <laughs> oh. 
Uh, and we agree on this show. So here's a story from the Associated <laughs> Press. Uh, fire rescuers and medical staff used a power saw and screwdrivers to extract a toddler from an antique wooden barrel in which he became wedged during a visit with his grandparents. <laughs> nice. Nice. Kelly, Kelly Strubing and her husband took their two-year-old son, Dorian, to the emergency Dorian. room. After Dorian. He got Dorian. Dorian, get out of the barrel. Dorian. <laughs> I swear to God. That oh, is... my God. Dorian. The, you know Sorry. that that is my favorite antique barrel. Mm. Just go upstairs, <laughs> play with the fucking painting that looks just like you, but with the f- entire weight of sin. <laughs> You've got a whole room of your own barrels up there to play with. Stay away from my precious antique one. Uh, Sumner County Emergency Medical Services and the Portland Fire Department worked with hospital staff to free the boy. X-rays determined where his hips, knees, and feet were. <laughs> So all in the barrel, the, yeah. Inside the barrel, right? I definitely, definitely where I would think. That's one of the first places I would look. Mm. I don't I understand. Say. Before we what had did... X-rays, we didn't know. No, where didn't know. our knees or mm. feet were. Huh? Well, if you can't see them, could be anywhere. Mm. You know. Why do they need to know? I would have thought it'd just be like top to bottom toddler areas. Yeah, like you just want him out of the barrel, right? You yeah. want him out of the barrel. Well, the issue was uh, his arms, shoulders, and head were sticking out of the top of the barrel. <laughs> this, kid's, this kid's got himself in a Winnie the Pooh situation. Yeah, okay. Is the problem. Oh, you hate to see it. Another Winnie the Pooh accident. Like <laughs> someone wants to go down Niagara Falls. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, so his problem is that the, the bottom half of him is stuck in what I can only assume is a small barrel. Uh, if you're talking about a two-year-old, they're just not that big. Not I'm that bigger big. than most of them. Must be pretty small. Yeah. You so, could fight a two-year-old very easily. I very so. easily. Yeah. I, can take I mean, not me, but in, <laughs> empirically. Yeah. I'd beat the shit out of you. <laughs> Theo, I truly believe that you could best your son in a fight. I don't know. He's pretty. St- he's pretty strong these days. Prove it. Super Smackdown. <laughs> Theo versus his son. Yeah, but I just feel like I can bring tools to that fight. I've got. No, it's a fist fight. You can't bring any tools. Oh, I, I. What are the rules here? It's a fist fight. It's it's boy versus man. How do you one, feel about toddler-sized catapults? One person leaves. <laughs> Um, also, the baby can't read the rules. That's very true. That's true. Checkmate. Or, you or can anything. You baby for it <laughs> yeah. easily. Very easy to mislead a baby. If you immediately hit the baby with a cricket bat, um, he, even if he recognized that you weren't playing fair, wouldn't be able to express it. He can't mm. say anything. What's Too he going to do? You can't have to wait until they're much older and yep. uh, express it by you know, joining an improv troupe or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or, murder, or murdering you at some point. Uh, <laughs> all right, so after having determined where his hips, knees, and feet were, uh, the workers used a power saw to cut some wood from the bottom of the barrel, and screwdrivers were used to chip away at the top opening to make a hole big enough to fit his feet through. So now he's in a uh, poor guy living in a barrel situation. <laughs> <laughs> he's lost his clothes. Oh. <sighs> Don't we worry, just finish it there. We fashioned some straps. Give <laughs> yeah. that bad boy some. Uh, <laughs> That's fine. Some Off you go. Top. Sorted. Uh, so yeah, once they could get his feet through, 
Then the first responders could pull the toddler through the top of the barrel once his legs were straightened. There you go. That's how mm. he was stuck in there. So he'd done, like... You I'm dumb bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to figure yeah. out like how, how you can get yourself wedged that badly and not get out. Although that said... I definitely did shit like this as a child. I I was one of those like get your head stuck between like railings on a bridge mm-hmm. kind oh, of kids. Of course you were. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, been I little... wasn't so much into the stuck, getting stuck. What about falling off things? You ever fall falling off? off things? Yes, mm. but getting stuck not so much. Okay, I'm pretty slippery. <laughs> <laughs> Greasiest <laughs> kid you ever saw. I'm one of the slipperiest people you'll ever know. I just slide on around. Slide up, slide down. Just going through the kitchen like a penguin, you know? <laughs> uh, so, Strubing told WKRN, it was certainly nerve-wracking, but now that he's safe, we're all getting a good laugh from it. Hey, remember when you got when you got stuck in that barrel, you stuck dumb fucking barrel. baby? Dumb bitch. You owe me one antique barrel. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be paying that off for the rest of your life. Uh, Did he come out uh, barrel aged? Regular Ben will be back in one week. <laughs> oh. Oh, so it's okay for you to do puns, but when I do it, I'm a monster. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that is, you, you have listened to the show. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the workers who helped free Dorian signed the wooden barrel as a keepsake. From his first trip to the emergency room. Okay. Mm. All right. Hey, hey. <laughs> cool. going going over to visit your thirty-two-year-old friend. What's that signed broken <laughs> barrel on the mantle there? What's that all about? Funny, I got stuck in there. Funny story. <laughs> uh, the toddler who didn't sustain any injuries while trapped celebrated his rescue with a popsicle. Uh, That's what's up. Classic post-barrel food. Mm. If you were just released from a barrel, Ben, uh, what, mm. fl- what flavor of ice cream are you choosing? Uh, ice cream or popsicle? Oh, well, is, is a popsicle ice cream? Popsicle can be anything, can't it? I would say that a, a popsicle is not an ice cream. Mm. A, a popsicle is a... F- no, so you're, you're thinking like, like the frozen juice slash... It's an icy pole. Yeah. yeah? But, like, but yeah. like a pudding pop can be a popsicle, right? Uh... What the fuck I is a pudding? So, but like a, like a paddle pop, you know. Oh, oh, well, it's, it's a paddle, paddle pop. Paddle pop is an ice cream though, because it contains cream. I guess mm. so. I yeah. guess so. All right, pop. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to do this to you. No, it's publicly. fine. We, we got to get the terms I clear. Just wanna, I'm just particular, you know. I just don't. All right, you're I just out. Want to get it right. You're I out know, of the this barrel. Is my first time being Ben on this show, and I just <laughs> want to make sure that I come away. As disliked as possible. Well, Ben Ben absolutely <laughs> would stop the proceedings to clarify something that doesn't really help anything at all. Yeah, he so would too. again, again, fitting in like a glove. Okay, so the question is an ice cream? My no, favorite a, a, ice cream. A, a popsicle. You gotta popsicle? take a popsicle. Easier, or just go a red. Red? Okay. Red is always yeah. the best flavor. You don't even have to worry about it. You just say, I'll just have a red one and you're guaranteed for a good time. Yeah, Same goes for snakes mm-hmm. and oh, yeah, gummy yeah, bears. Yeah. Yep. Because yeah, uh, depending on the brand, like uh, a yellow could be could be pineapple, could be anything. Don't could be, you never could know. Be shitty lemon. Yeah. I, I love a green, but only when they're apple. If it's a lime, then it needs to get out of my face. Yep. Yep. But the red is 
always there. It's always a good friend. You always know that it's going to be red. It's going to taste red. Yep. I 100% endorse this position. Mm. I thoroughly agree with you here. And you can apply all the same logic to Skittles. Yeah. Hmm. Well, uh, from celebrating <laughs> with a popsicle yep, all right. <laughs> to celebrating with a different kind of pop. And that'll this will become obvious later on. Don't worry. Uh, it's time for an edition of Paging Dr. Lucy. If you find that you are having a little relationship trouble Just to pick up your telephone and dial it on the double You call 1-800-317-5155 Now you're paging Dr. Lucy Great sting. <laughs> it's nice. Really good it sting. It is nice. There's, there's too many stings at this point. No, but, um, no there okay. are. You can there's never have too many stings. Exactly well, the right amount. That's, that's good because I will not stop making them. I good. refuse to stop making them. You're doing God's work and we need more people like you. <laughs> so Paging Dr. Lucy uh, is the segment where we look at uh, fucked up relationships and potentially offer any kind of assistance that we can <laughs> to people who will absolutely not hear the advice. Who will never Great. listen to our podcast, yeah. Great. So uh, this is from the part of the internet where the people need the most help. That is Reddit's relationships, subreddit. Mm. Uh, I, 25-year-old female, am frustrated with my boyfriend's, 23-year-old male, unwillingness to compromise when it comes to his hobby. I'm 21 and my boyfriend is 23. We've been dating for two years, but we're friends long before that. We live with my parents at the moment. As I've been completing cosmetology school the past year, my boyfriend is just getting started in his career. My dad recently got a new job out of state. My boyfriend and I have decided to move along with my parents, as where they're moving has better career opportunities for both of us. Did you ask them why they were moving? Was it anything to do with the pair of adults living with them in there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe. That's a lot. We, now, you say uh, adults, we, but as we were about to find out. Well, yes, yes. Well. yes. Um, no, we got to move to Pennsylvania. Great. We'll all move to Pennsylvania. Fuck. Man, I, <laughs> I can't imagine. How old are they, sorry? So, t 21 and 23. Now, yeah. don't get that's me wrong. A, that's old to be living at home, I reckon. I... Well, in Australia, it's obviously a much more common thing now to be like, I need to save up a billion dollars for a house deposit. So well, I'll this just... is probably in America. They probably have no money, right? Yeah. Forgive that. Um, yeah. And, and I, I have definitely lived with my parents as an adult in the sense of like abruptly having to move out of a place and just moving back in with them for a bit before yeah. moving to the next place, that kind of thing, um, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, however, when... You're adults with jobs and you live with your parents and they say we're moving to a different state. I would be like, time to get an apartment? Mm. Yeah, maybe. Pretty weird. Pretty weird. Everything is great in our relationship for the most part. He's been my best friend for years and dating hasn't changed that. There's really only one major issue in our relationship. His collecting hobby. Long story short, my boyfriend and I are both pretty big nerds. We became friends initially over our love of comic books. Both of us collect these figures called Funko Pops. Oh, yeah. my God. No, okay. But my boyfriend takes it to the next level. 
As no. in, until a few days ago, his room was covered from floor to ceiling in these things. He easily oh. has managed to amass around 500, <laughs> maybe more, in the time he's lived with my family. Oh. Oh. Now I think they could move out. Now I'm not, <laughs> That's I'm not why sympathetic. They moved out. <laughs> you need your own Funko Pop room. We're moving because the house is turning into a Funko Pop. Yeah. Funko Pop mausoleum. So mm. let's let's break that down for a second, right? So your standard Funko Pops from like uh, EB or whatever seem to go for like twenty to forty Australian dollars, mm. de- depending on the like uh, whether it's a special edition or something like that. Yeah. However, they can go for a lot more, right? So I'm just looking right now at a list of top ten most valuable Funko Pop Star Wars figures. Okay. I- on pop Every time you guy. say Funko Pop, it makes my blood boil. <laughs> your balls I just suck that pop. little bit further up into your body. I mm. just, I, it has the same effect as like the word moister panties does on a lot of people. <laughs> I just, I, and I apologize if this offends some people that like Funko Pops, but I think moist they're panties. fucked in the head. Yeah, no, <laughs> this is definitely a, we are a anti- Funko Pop Funko podcast. Pops fucking suck. And yep. people that like Funko Pops should get, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do think it's a very common experience, though, for um, an adult man to be given a Funko Pop as a gift. They're such oh. an easy gift. You can just be, be like, my furious. friend likes this yep. show or my friend likes this movie. How have I Done. never gotten one? You never got one? Incre- wow. No, never. Incredible. I've, I've I guess received... I just exude like anti nerd energy or something. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I, uh, Exuding jock energy. <laughs> I I have received two over the years, and they're both different versions of of Jason Voorhees, like years apart. Uh, but do you still have them? I do. Can we see them? No, they're not here. <laughs> they're not here. Uh, I tell you what is on my desk though. <laughs> <laughs> Lucy might have seen this before. What? So, um, so the school that our kids go to, when it's like Mother's Day or Father's Day, they have a little, like a little stall that the kids can go to. So they say, "Can I have some money so I can go to the stall and buy you something for Father's Day?" And you give them your own money, and they go and get this total dog shit. Ridiculous and economy. You trade. What you do is you give money to someone and then they trade it for absolute terrible shit that you can't do anything with <laughs> but you also just kind of have to have to have around so um so my daughter for last year of this comes home and gives me this on father's day and it is a small teddy that says, says dad says dad on it right mm-hmm. little little gray bear he's got a little little uh jumper on that says dad on it and if you squeeze this bear it says this It's the most fucking haunted. Why is it Australian? Whose child is that? That is just a random child's voice. That is like a that is proof of life tape <laughs> right there. <laughs> I I loathe this thing, and every now and then she comes in, picks it up, and she's like, "Hey, Dad, check this out," and presses it, and I just I shudder, and I go, "That's great, sweetie." <laughs> But you'll never be able to get rid of it. Yeah, you've got Stockholm syndrome with this bear. This bear has got you hostage. I guess at least it's like um, kind of fucked up compared to things that are just like a pen that says "Dad's pen" on it. You know? Yeah, Mm. that's fine. I think you'll learn. I think you'll grow to love it. People don't need to know whose pen it is. 
That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, so top 10 most valuable Funko Pop Star Wars figures here. We've got uh, Han Solo dressed as a stormtrooper. That'll go for $970. Jesus. Luke Skywalker dressed as a stormtrooper goes for $990. Uh, a 501st clone trooper will run you $1,260. Get fucked. Uh, <laughs> a, chew- a flocked Chewbacca will go for $1,520. What is a flocked Chewbacca? I'm like, cashing uh, in after this. Like flocked is um is having that kind of fuzzy coating uh, on something. Okay. You know? okay. Uh, a Sith Stormtrooper goes for $1,700. Uh, a gold... Luke Skywalker goes for $3,440. So these are Ushis for adults, is what I'm hearing? Yes. Mm. Yes. <laughs> kind uh, of. Yeah. The most expensive Star Wars one, this is not the most expensive Funko Pop, this is just in the category of Star Wars, is a holographic, uh, holographic Darth Maul that goes for $5,620. Whoa. We were doing so well, and now I'm going to go to bed mad. <laughs> <laughs> So let's be generous and say that this guy is only buying the $20 Funko Pops, right? And she's saying more than 500 But if it's just 500 then he's spent at least $10,000 on Funko yeah. Pops figures. Wow. They could have got their own apartment. And that's, that's only in the two years that they've lived with her parents. That's brutal. And these are little dolls. These are yeah. these are little yeah. bobblehead things. Five thousand yeah. dollars a year, uh, if he is buying absolute baseline Funko Pops, which I think if you're a psycho Real collector, you are bitch not. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think if you're, I think if you're a psycho collector, you're not like you. Surely you go into the store and you get all of the regular ones, and then mm. you start scouring fucking eBay or whatever, whatever mm. is the premier Funko Pop trading platform. So she continues, I've always thought he was a bit excessive about it, but when it comes to these figures, my boyfriend has blinders on. When I've tried to talk to him about curbing his collecting, he gets extremely defensive and completely shuts me down. Mm, Very good. Sounds healthy. His usual go-to defense is that it's no different from me buying makeup. Mm. Mm. You know, Mm. like like women do. (laughs) I I think it's... Women be shopping. (laughs) Come out tonight. Bring your two best Funko Pops. <laughs> you got to impress everyone there. Oh. Give them the razzle dazzle. <laughs> Give them the razzle dazzle. Bring out the Star Wars Funko Pops. Oh, handcuffed, handcuffed <laughs> to his wrist. No briefcase. I, you okay, you I ask can, me, and then I'll open it and show. I you. can say this because I'm moderately <laughs> mentally ill. This should be in the DSM. <laughs> <laughs> we should treat this in the same way that yeah. we treat people that, that have like stacks of rotting newspapers from 1943 yep. uh, throughout their house. It's not. We we shouldn't let this go on. No. This is not. It's not good for us. It's not okay, and it's the parents not... should, are enabling it by they not are. like going fuck you. Yeah. yeah. Get yeah, you, you're 17. Close the door when you masturbate. Yeah, <laughs> this is like the uh, the story we read on the show once about uh, a guy who was like suing his parents, like a 40 year old guy who lived with his parents and was suing them for throwing out his extensive pornography collection. Yeah, it's just this is more perverted. I feel. Yeah, yeah I can get behind that guy a little bit more. He's, yeah, he's likable in his. Dirtbagginess. Yeah, there's you, an outcome there. Yeah, you can jack <laughs> yeah. off to it. It's it's, it's <laughs> yeah, doing exactly. something for you, you know. 
<laughs> that is funny. No, I respect it, you know? I think it... I do think it's different from makeup in, like, at least several distinct manners. Oh, uh, yeah. I think yeah. most women Maybe. aren't spending $5,000 a year on makeup. I'm sure some of them are, but... Most probably not. Also, you can do something with makeup. Yeah, mm. yeah. yeah. You, got a you can't do anything with these. It's also a consumable, so there's a reason to buy more. Yeah. Whereas, like, I kind of feel like uh, if you have seen one Funko Pop, you have literally seen every Funko Pop that there could ever be. I don't yeah. get it. I don't it, get it. So check this out. Like, I'm going to assume that maybe you haven't seen this Funko Pop before, guys. But I want you to picture. Funko Pop, Freddy Krueger. Look, you've seen that Funko Pop. Yeah. yeah. That's fine. You know exactly what I'm talking about. You don't need to mm-hmm. see it, let alone hold it. Uh, so she says, Now that we're moving, I feel like it's time for him to put a hold on collecting these figures, yet I just don't see him taking the hint and stopping anytime soon, especially when new ones are coming out all the time. To add to my frustration, my parents are signing paperwork, paperwork to put the house up for sale this weekend, and I've asked him to put most of his figures away so the real estate agent can show the room. So we've spent the last two nights packing them up and still haven't finished. They're, they're fucking... They're cubes. They're cubes. They're so <laughs> they easy to packing. pack. <laughs> mm. Yeah, throw them in the bin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just sitting there, sitting there with 500 cubes and a series of like uh, folded up packing boxes, and going, oh, "It's just no good way to put these in here." <laughs> How good must the dick be? <laughs> yeah, he's got something going on for him. She, Not good enough. No dick is worth this. <laughs> she has never dated anybody else. Yeah. I assume. Oh. Uh, while we were working last night, I suggested maybe we throw out the boxes for the figures that aren't rare. Oh, ones. honey. Just so we have less boxes to pack and store. And he got defensive. You're, you're yet playing again. a dangerous game. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking boxes, Stephanie? It's half These of the value. Funko pop- <laughs> <laughs> These Funko Pops are in mint condition. Oh, imagine, I don't know, like. You, you I, would, I can't. <laughs> you, he'd, he'd have to be like, this is an investment. You know? <laughs> I don't. I don't know whether there's that much faculty going into it. To be perfectly honest, I. I so, think it's purely a see a thing and buy a thing thing, and mm. it just stuck at that point, right? Like, well, I, I think the he's fact Terrari, but with Funko Pops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I think the fact that she says a bunch of times throughout the extended version of this, like anytime I talk to him, he, she was like, he's fine about everything else. Everything mm-hmm. else in our relationship is a compromise, normal stuff. Yeah, he says uh, something extremely weird about women. Talk to him about the (laughs) Funkos, and he's like, fuck you. Don't ever talk about my Funkos like that. Then there's a cue drop that he's got to attend to. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I've got to bake this cue drops. I have to wait in a line overnight for them to put out the new Funko Pops. That's probably happening. It's probably happening. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I am genuinely not bothered by my boyfriend's hobby. Mm. You should be. You yeah. should be. You get in the... Get, try it. Yeah. Give it a go. See how it sits with you. Yeah. Give it a spin. You might like it. Might fit like a great <laughs> pair of pants. You're it like, oh, oh. It could this be feels perfect right. for you. Yeah. This feels right. This is this is fucking Malibu Stacy for adult idiots. <laughs> <I'm>... <laughs> Hating Funko Pops. <laughs> 
I genuinely am not bothered, just fed up with his inability to meet me halfway about it. He's not meeting you anywhere. No. He is not yeah. coming to the no. location. <laughs> He's, He's not, not returning your messages. He's not in the same place Mm-mm. as you. <laughs> yeah, not in the same ballpark. But like I said, every time I try to bring it up, he gets defensive. If anyone has mm. any suggestions on how I could maybe approach, approach the subject in a different way or word it in a way that'll be less defensive or whatever, I'd really appreciate it. Thank you. Lucy? Um... <laughs> Mm, um, you could just tell him uh, to to um, to fuck off forever. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good advice. <laughs> yeah, you could just be like, uh, "I don't love you. You're a <laughs> horrible person. You have no redeeming features, and I would like to have sex with another man." I don't, and not have you. to like push off like seventeen. Uh, Miles Morales Funko Pops <laughs> from the bed every time that we go to have it. Well, then they fall yeah. on the floor and he immediately pulls out. Oh. And like, Don't bend the corner. <laughs> I mean, that's a one hell of a red flag. That, that flag could be flag. any bigger. Yeah. I would rather a partner had a gambling addiction. Yeah. Yeah, because at least there's, there's a chance they're going to come, come ahead, right? It's just, it's just not as embarrassing. Yeah, it's yeah. not as embarrassing. If your if your like husband could not stop buying Funko Pops and you spent like all your fucking money on Funko Pops, right? Uh, but then you managed to get him off it, and he was like, "Ah, uh, I'm going down to the track again to bet on the dogs." You'd be like, "Thank fine. God, thank God, do what you like, sweetheart. I love you." <laughs> doing, doing something normal for once. <laughs> thank goodness. Oh my goodness. Uh, I think that she should keep going with the packing everything up and putting it in the moving van mm. and being like, I'll meet you in Pennsylvania. Take extra mm. special care of this one. Yeah, and then at the, other end, at the other end, the parents change the locks. Yeah. And she also just moves somewhere else in the country. Yes. Yeah, Great that's plan. the best way to do it. <laughs> Clean break. Yep. That's how you do it. You got to move on? Yeah. Well... That is almost all we have time for. But first, we've quickly just got to provide an update uh, on a story where we ask people to send some stuff in uh, to the mailbag or the hotline. one 800 That's the Punta Vista hotline. 1-800-317-5515. That's the Punta Vista hotline. You could even message Facebook, but we don't really check the Facebook. The word like, musical genius gets tossed around a lot. <laughs> <laughs> they are steadily getting longer. Yeah. Uh, Get them longer. Make yeah. them whole songs, you know? Yeah. Plus, we don't yeah. less, less work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's good. <laughs> You're onto a gold mine. <laughs> <laughs> um, Theo, I know that you are a fan of uh, Howl Doughty, uh, a.k.a. Lydia Burrell. Oh, yes. Yeah, um, yeah, love his love his stuff. Love his work for uh, your Kickstarter stocks, yeah, etc. A, a lot of themes and that sort of thing. 
He has a new podcast that he's been doing for a little bit called Fast Track with Howell Doherty, where he gets a guest on and they write a song together in 30 minutes. Ooh. Uh, and then he turns it into a whole thing and plays the song at the end of the episode. It's very fun. Check out Fast Track with Howell Doherty. However, Maybe I will. You, well, not just you. Any, anybody else can also oh, okay. check it out. Uh, so, last week we had a story about an unidentified dog accidentally driving an unidentified car. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, the news report about the dog driving the car was unable to tell us the breed of the dog. And uh, just to recap, we used to be a political podcast. Mm. <laughs> but we found something more important to talk about. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, so, the news report could not identify uh, the breed of dog nor the model of car. And so we did ask people to write in and tell us uh, what combination of things you pictured. Ben, when I say a dog rolling down the street in a car in the driver's seat with nobody else in the car, what kind of dog do you picture? What kind of car are they in? I picture a uh, golden retriever in a Plymouth. Oh, okay. And uh, Lucy, you weren't there for that story either. I was there for that story. You were there? I was there. Damn. I don't think I answered this question, though, and I definitely no. picture a golden retriever, and uh, I couldn't name a single car model, so I will say it's a, <laughs> a red on. one. What if it was a dog piloting a plane? <laughs> All right, it's still a golden retriever, but he has a little pilot's hat on. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, maybe like a 747, uh, you know? Okay. Your captain's a good boy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so here briefly, uh, some of the answers that were sent to us from listeners. We had a Tibetan Mastiff in a Subaru Baja. Oh, that's good. An Irish Wolfhound in a Fiat 500. How's mm-hmm. he getting in there? Mm. An Airedale Terrier in an Alfa Romeo. That's a good combo. Specific, okay. Mm. A Borzoi in a Bentley. Mm, yeah, I see it. A, Alliteration. A Schnauzer in a Trabi. Mm. What is a Trabi? So one of the, the old, like, Soviet cars, is that right? Uh, yes. It, is that it, a put-it-in-H car? It very much <laughs> looks like a put-it-into-H. Uh, Doberman in an MX-5. Mm-hmm. Very a, similar to what I was what I was picturing, which okay. was a, a uh, um, miniature Pomeranian in one of those, like, um, bright pink Barbie um, convertibles. Okay. A Samoyed mm-hmm. driving a Nissan Cube. Okay. This is practical. A mm. Great Dane in a smart car. Yes, I like a it. Comedic. He would have the, mm-hmm. the tall guy from The Simpsons <laughs> energy. Is there something humorous about my <laughs> own <movie? laughs> uh, A golden retriever in an ex-police Ford Crown Victoria. Okay. Yeah. Uh, again, we have a golden retriever with sunglasses on in a Kia Sorento. Hmm. Yeah. Fuck yeah, living Definitely your best sunglasses. life. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, we have a golden retriever in a burgundy RAV4. Oh, mum's coming to pick up the kids. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, at this point, we got a, a sample of like five golden retrievers. So, yeah. Uh, a popular dog. That's overwhelming the default favorite. dog. Yeah. yeah, well, it's when I think of driving a car, I think, you know, they're probably the best, going to be the best at it. Um, they're probably, they've got a great disposition. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. They're not going to get you rattled easily. You want an all-rounder. Easily. You want a smart no. dog, no. confident dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've got a sausage dog, and I do not want her behind the wheel. No. Oh, absolutely no. not. She'd be a nightmare. <laughs> Trying to see over the dash. I want her to know what that's like. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe in the future you could just 
Just hold her up. Oh, I've already done that. Oh, you okay. just be sure. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> uh, and rounding it out, we have a chocolate Labrador in a mid-90s Toyota Camry. Uh, a Dachshund driving the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile. Oh. <laughs> kind of a Matryoshka doll situation <laughs> going on there. <laughs> Which came <Like> first? <laughs> and finally, a poodle driving a Renault Clio with a beret and scarf. Classic. Mm. All right. We've come full circle. Mm. Uh, to doing our wow. French voice. A hon 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 <laughs> indeed. <laughs> what a great what great suggestions. Yeah. Everyone nailed it, I think. Yeah. Um, I saw it in my mind's eye. It's wonderful to to see inside the minds of our, yeah. of our wonderful, very attractive listeners. Mm. Well, that's it for us. Uh Ben, where can people find more of you? Well, I'm so glad you asked. Oh. Um I just I had a web series just released today, as a matter of fact. It's on Grouse, uh, YouTube called Grouse House, which is run uh, new a new channel run by the Auntie Donna Boys and their production company. Very nice. And it's called Hug the Sun. And it's about a, uh, a Perth-based children's variety show with heavy religious undertones. And the religious undertones are that of a fictional sun worshiping cult it's a nice bit of a mid midsummer for, for 90s kids mm. <laughs> yeah but like triggering that specific bit of uh early 90s nostalgia that uh, is extremely specific i think to people our age um <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah and it's based off it's based off a real a real catholic show that was in perth but uh that's where oh. we kind of got the idea and it's uh yeah it's real fun excellent well so please check that out or Twitch at Bond Member, and I've got—I'm a Sting lover as well. I've got lots of Stings on there as well, so cool. that's why I appreciate your Stings. If there's one thing the audience of this show loves, it's some Stings, they and do. I'm sure they will get along and check that out. Well, that's it for us. Thank you so much for joining us, Ben. Thank you for having me. It was really fun. Thank you, guys. It uh, makes me think maybe we should just get a new Ben. New Ben every week. Why not? <laughs> New Ben every week. They're, we're dime a dozen, us Ben's. <laughs> well, thanks everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye.